You're listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus, a show dedicated to people wrestling with life and faith. Here is Pastor Nick Pierce. Welcome to Thoughts of Thaddeus. I am your host, Nick Pierce. So glad that you are here with us, tuning in, checking it out. Uh, We are starting what I'm calling Season 2. Took a month off uh, from recording just to work on some other things going on. Uh, And then the whole coronavirus, the COVID-19, the epidemic, the pandemic. Can you just have a demic? What's that? I don't know. Anyway, so it's been exciting to see uh, how life has changed. Uh, One of the things that I've kind of been reading up with other leaders and listening to other podcasts is, you know, there's kind of two camps within church life for me um, in regard to this whole epidemic, pandemic, COVID, coronavirus. I need a better like shorting of that, but there's kind of two camps with it. One, is this just an interruption? Is it, you know, like when you're watching TV and like, oh, here's a pause and then you're back on, or is this a complete disruption of normal? And honestly, I think I lean more to, I think this is really going to be a disruption. Uh, One of my uh, favorite guys I listen to a guy named Kerry Newhoff, definitely check him out. He he talks about how crisis will accelerate everything. So crisis will accelerate failure. So if you were already on kind of a downhill slope, let's say in your business or whatever, and then crisis hits, that's just going to speed that process up. So, you know, uh, like before this epidemic hit, you know, we're talking about how like retailers, Uh, with like brick and mortar, and then how Amazon online, using that as an analogy for churches, brick and mortar online church. Um, And so before, you know, brick and mortar stores, JCPenney, I mean, even look at our local mall is on the decline. Uh, And then then when this hits, it just accelerates that because everybody has to go online, you know. And so in crisis, some companies, crisis accelerated kind of the uh, inevitable doom, failure, I just, that sounds really harsh, but call it what it is, um, while at the same time, the same crisis has accelerated not failure, but like growth and momentum in other businesses. So think of like Amazon or Grubhub or any of these you know, online food delivery, like how can you thrive even through this crisis accelerated that, um, where... You know, we were probably already going to get there eventually, but because of the crisis, just stomped its foot on the gas and got us there a lot quicker. And so it's it's uh, it's exciting uh, for us in the church to see, okay, how do we, uh, we are still the church, you know, in the same breath, like brick and mortar, a building is not the church, the people, we are the church. And so as pastors, um, how do we minister to our sheep, our church, our congregation, our people that God has given us to uh, oversee and, and minister to and protect and feed? How do we oversee that? How do we connect with them in ministry when we can't be within six feet of each other? We can't meet in large groups. And, and what's really interesting for me is to see how effective it really can be. So instead of just broadcasting what happens in a room online, you know, we can get more creative in what we do. And so uh, through this, this is uh, this epidemic, 
it really has been exciting for me and I hope it has been for you. Uh, you're probably thinking, how could that be? Well, uh, I was talking with a friend and we were talking about, you know, what are the positives that we are seeing through this? Number one, I cannot think of a time since I became a father that I have had this much time with my kids, right? So even from child number one, I, for me as a father, now my wife probably a little bit different, but for me as a father, I cannot think of a season in 14 and a half years, because that's how old my son is, my oldest, that I've had this much quality family time. And it's because there's nothing else to do. Now I'm still doing work, so I have to, you know, try to tuck in a hole somewhere in our house and, and get some work done. Um, but we're doing a lot of projects together. Uh, my schedule is very fluid, which again, I think crisis is accelerating that. I think the whole eight to five is going to be really out the window and, and, and even millennials now and they, even the next generation are like, I don't want an eight to five. I want to be passionate about projects and what I'm doing and using my talents and I want to work. I, I, there's just, you know, what's effective that I sit in a building from eight to five or that I got X, Y, and Z done. And so that's been really a plus for me is I can still minister uh, uh, to our people. I can still do ministry and preach and bring the word. Um, at the same time, I have more family time. At the same time, I have more time for school. Like, so in this, uh, for me, I would say, I'm thriving, not just surviving, and I hope the same is for you. I hope that you're not just looking at this like an interruption, like you just gotta hang on until everything goes back to normal, uh, because I, I really do believe this. Uh, the normal that you're gonna hope for that was before the pandemic, it doesn't exist anymore. And so when everything's open back up and we can go back into uh, our normal work, our normal church, our normal just community life, it, it's going to be different. Now, it doesn't mean that churches will never have in-gathering, in-person gatherings. Like, I'm not going there. Um, but I think we do need both uh, both things in our lives. And I, and I think um, the culture is already moving to that, you know. So when people are watching sermons online or uh, looking at content online or, you know, those different things, you know, it really does drive at, um, you know, are we really focused on attendance, you know, backsides and seats, or are we focused on engagement? And I love these memes. I've seen a couple of them <clears throat> and they're like, religion is a man sitting in church thinking about fishing. A relationship is a man fishing thinking about Jesus. And I love that because I, that resonates with who I am. Like and the other one that I don't surf, but I, it's like, a uh, if I could pick the lifestyle that I could have had, uh, definitely would have been like a Southern California surfer kid that just grew up at the ocean. Um, uh, but God said, nah, let's, let's go with, uh, let's go with smack dab in the middle of the Midwest for you, uh, where there's like no water except for a river that's dirty. So, <laughs> but the other meme was like, you know, uh, religion is a man sitting in church thinking about surfing, but a relationship is a man out surfing thinking about Jesus. And it's like, that's me. Like when I am like, so we've been doing a lot of projects around the house, right? And so if I'm 
staining the deck or if I'm working on, you know, switching out some light fixtures or if I'm painting or something like that, even mowing, whatever, you know, either I got worship music in my headphones or I'm listening to a sermon or I have nothing in and I'm just spending some quiet time with God where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost as meditating in a sense, you know, not like, you know, Hindu yo uh, yoga meditating where you're trying to empty your mind. I'm focusing my mind on Christ, um, but I'm praying and I'm listening to him and I'm running through, you know, maybe my devotion that, that morning. And, and so uh, it's really been, it's really been good. Um, and really this, in this pandemic, this epidemic, it has accelerated that and it's really shown me, okay, what is important? And, and even in my own life, how there's, you know, the fluid hours, the different ways to connect with God. So if that's, you know, surfing, thinking about Jesus or doing projects, thinking about Jesus, that's, that's what he wants. That's a relationship, not just is my backside in a pew listening to some guy when I'm thinking about other things and I'm not even focused on him. Like there's, you're just going through the motions then. I mean, you're, you're pretty much just one of the Pharisees because you're just faking it. Oh yeah, you sat through the sermon, but you're not any more closer to God than you were before you even walked into the building. And so all of this has really challenged me to reframe my whole philosophy of ministry and discipleship and say, okay, how can we bring about the same results? I mean, because the mission is the same. We, we can't, change the mission whatsoever. It's go make disciples, love Jesus, love people, and do those things well. You know, like, it's pretty simple. Now, is it complicated? Very much. Is it difficult? Absolutely. But the mission is simple. And that doesn't change. Like, I, I want to make Jesus known. I want to know him more. I want to know him, make him known, know him more, however you want to describe that. Like, every church... Uh, <laughs> mission statement, you know, their little tagline, you can, you can boil it down to the Great Commission, right? And I want to love people well. I want, you know, and even though we have to be six feet apart, doesn't mean we have to be disconnected. Like there's, uh, I mean, think about it right now. Think of somebody that you have lost in your life. I think of my grandparents. And, and if somebody would say, hey, if you could have a phone call with your grandparents, would you want that? Absolutely. Like, you know, without having an in-person communication, you know, moment, what is more personal than a phone call or maybe even a video Zoom? My grandparents would have no idea what they're doing on that. But, you know, why wouldn't I want that? And, and so moving forward to think through ministry and say, how can we still be connected and still have that personal? Because we're humans. God gave us the desire for human connection. And we need that. But that doesn't always mean that we have to be sitting, you know, shoulder to shoulder in the same building. That's really, really changed me. And so, so how do we keep the mission the same? But I think, you know, this crisis has really accelerated uh, the method and what's going to be effective. And so just trying to keep, uh, per se, you know, my ear to the ground, uh, looking and seeing where people are at, what's connecting with them, you know. Uh, I, I put it this way, like take a really good song, like, so sometimes I'm working, you know, in my garage and I'm just listening. I like classic rock, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, specifically like the Vietnam era music. So I find like Vietnam playlists 
and it's like what was the music that these guys were listening to uh like the soundtrack to forrest gump one of my favorites right so anyway so take like a really good song sweet home alabama uh you know fortunate son by ccr whatever it's good on a record it's good on an eight track it's good on a cd it's good on a tape i went in reverse order there uh it's good on a mp3 instant download and it's phenomenal live right so the mission was the same they just wanted to play good music but the method in which it was distributed changed through the culture. And even we're going back and round again, you know, I, I have a brother who's really big into vinyl records. You know, it's kind of a, you know, a throwback uh, type of thing. And he's really into that. There's nothing wrong with that. He listens to good music on it. And so, and so taking that analogy moving forward, it's like, okay, so the gospel is timeless because <laughs> God is, duh, you know, and, and the gospel plays well in everybody's brokenness. Like, doesn't matter if you're in America or if you're in Brazil or in India, you know, the gospel plays well uh, with sinners and in their brokenness. But the method in which we connect people to Jesus, I think that's going to change. And I think it should change. You know, one of the errors I think in church history is when we, you know, in the 1800s were sending missionaries overseas, we were trying to Americanize or Westernize how they worshiped God. Now, obviously, he's the one that determines how I'm worshiped. You can't just like, you know, keep doing a child sacrifice or, you know, uh, some voodoo thing or whatever and be like, oh, yeah, that's how we worship Jesus. Like, no, he's the one that determines that. We'll talk about that actually in the next podcast. But, but we, we tried to make the method and the mission the same. And I think even at times we're, we're trying to push the method higher than the mission. And I think that's really dangerous grounds because then you, then you really got to ask, what's your motivation to create people that look like you, that worship like you, that act like you, or are you trying to create people that love Jesus and want to make them known? Like what's your mission? What's your method? And don't confuse those two. And so through this whole COVID thing, it's really accelerated for me, you know, keep your eye on the mission. And I hope this has done the same for you, like even in normal everyday life, you know, the mission as a, as a husband, I want to be a good husband. I want to love my wife well. You know, I want her to come to the, to my funeral and be absolutely brokenhearted because she lost her best friend. I don't want her to have to sit up there and lie and a small piece inside of her saying, thank the Lord that he's gone. Like I, I want to love my wife well. Um, the mission as a father, I want to love my kids well. I want to lead them well. And even in my failures and, and, and <laughs> missings as a husband and father, you know, I want to I redeem that. And so, so if you're in ministry or if you're not, I just pray that, you know, the mission to love Jesus and to love others is, is kept at the main focus. And so I challenge you, you know, how has this crisis revealed to you what's important so that when the doors open back up, we don't lose sight of what truly is important. So thanks for tuning in uh, on this first episode of season two. So glad that you uh, were here praying for you. Hope all is well. 
feel free to reach out to me. I think there's contact stuff on the uh, website there. Um, I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus. If you have any questions about God or want to get deeper into your faith, feel free to hit Pastor Nick Pierce up on Instagram at Nickus1. That's N-I-K-K-U-S-1. Thanks and have a great day.